From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Good morning. What are y'all doing out there? <laughs> we are in the studio, live and in person, here in the Beasley Broadcasting Empire in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida. No crackling going on here. No, it's all clean and good and running a beautiful signal out to the lovely transmitter and right into your little radio or handheld device or computer that seems to not want to start up this morning. You know, Bill's an IT guy, right? Yeah, Listen. but he doesn't do anything about Listen. personal computers. He, he just sits over there and plays on his little Apple Appy thing. He doesn't do anything. By the way, I'm Brandon Gunn. That's Vince Noble. And then there's Bill George over there. And uh, and uh, Diego's over there trying to stay awake. Yeah. So what were you going to uh, foray into I mean, over I there? Just, I just, you I come know. peppy as can be today. What do you mean? I'm always You must peppy. have woke up more than 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I got up at like uh, five-ish, I think. <laughs> I got in time to get up and watch Petticoat Junction. Wow, I was up at 6 o'clock, actually. That actually has quite a catchy tune. Which one? Petticoat Junction. I know. I've been singing it all morning. (laughs) It's like I walk in there and go, you know, it's it's so crazy. But, uh, yeah, so I caught that. And then the very first episode of the Beverly Hillbillies was on. Trust me, it was hard for me to pull myself away from that one. Where, you know, they show the oil company actually. How the oil company, and it was nothing like what Jed Clampett claimed at the beginning. They actually were out exploring, and they found his swamp, and they came to his property and said, we'd like to buy your oil. They found his oil, and so it was totally blew my whole childhood away. That kind of sucks. (laughs) Thanks. It wasn't anything like shooting at some crude, I mean, at some food. That's That's just a song. I know, but it doesn't it doesn't accurately per, uh, portray what actually happened. They flew in in a helicopter. Granny shot the helicopter. I'm protesting. The down, That's it. The helicopter. So, so you, what you're saying is that this is like our modern news. Yeah, it killed me. And uh, you know, Ellie May can't bring in a guy and going, "Paul, can I keep him?" They're like, "Ellie, you can't keep a person like that. You can't keep him. He's not a critter." You know, it was it was, it was hard to pull myself away from it. As you can tell. <laughs> You got a lot going on this morning. My alarm clock went off at six o'clock. I got out of bed, went to the gas station, and then it came here. Yeah, well, your life's full of excitement. Uh, so anyway, today uh, it's going to be a beautiful day, uh, as it has been for the entire week. If you're, if, you're, if you're on the west coast, here on this side, expect a few maybe sprinkles or something on the way wherever you may be, and then of course it pushes inland and then probably backs up again over Tampa Bay later on this evening and back over here on this side. So it's that time of year, so just be ready to get wet or get ready to wait five minutes and then dash to your car. You it know? is. It Man. is not it's just a water. beautiful day. It is a nice day. It's, I it mean, it's kind of windy day. Well, the white caps on the bay are just foaming. Yeah, well, that'll that'll settle down. Don't worry <laughs> it'll about settle it. Down. It'll, it'll settle down. If it'll you go, if you go to take a boat ride today, it might be a good day. If, you know, just not to wear the life jacket no, instead just, of have it stowed under the seat. It. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go out and force yourself to go out and do some fishing or something, uh, today would be a good day to follow all the safety guidelines. That is for sure. You know what I found was funny is my one, I have one cousin out of the entire family who, you know, has settled and lives in New York City. What? And, yeah. And, um, yeah, because, you know, he uh, he's in the music industry, so he was up there and, you know, um, plays lead guitar and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, anyway, I saw his post yesterday on uh, social media, and they are literally hunkering down. Yeah. Because of this tro- tropical storm that may produce winds, I don't know, maybe 40, 40 50, miles an hour. 50, no, up to 50, I think. Okay, yeah. gusts of 50, but uh, yeah. sustained maybe 35, 40 miles an hour. And I'm like, I, he had a picture. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm bunkering in uh, in my apartment, you know, getting ready for tropical storm, whatever the name of it is. And it's dropping right on Manhattan. Fay. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's Fay. Oh, well, that doesn't sound too menacing. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, it's it an just, unhappy lady. You know, he showed pictures outside. It looks like here. I mean, right now it looks like you know, that gray, you know, with a little light underneath it. And and then, of course, he's like, you know, I don't even want to watch this happen or something. And, like, shuts his shades. I was like, seriously, dude? You're from New Orleans. You, and he's you, worried I, about that? And, he, and I was like, are you really seriously considered worried about it? I think you're on, the like, the 30th floor. He's been indoctrined. I guess he has, man, because it is Poor guy. sad. Poor Setley, man. I mean, he's just gone off that, the deep That's end. almost as bad as somebody thinking Big Sugar took care of all the red tide up here in Tampa Bay. You just can't ever let that go. It's not going to go away, dude. It's <laughs> not going to go away. Look here, Magnum P.I. Oh, listen, that, that's not <laughs> an insult. Now. That's not an insult. Hey, hey. A guy who's handsome, drives a Ferrari, and gets all the chicks on in uh, Honolulu? What the hell? <laughs> I heard some news about Magnum P.I. We'll talk about that on the break. Whatever. But... <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that the FWC is now a little more regular on their uh, red tide reports? Have you, have you I, noticed I've seen that? that? That I've been getting my alerts basically weekly. Started about maybe a couple of weeks ago or so. They've been more timely. I guess they're getting us prepared just in case there's a major, you know, uh, an RT breakout. Well, if so, we might uh, well never be able to keep a trout, redfish, or snook again. Oh, if it happens, we're we're done. Pooched. <laughs> You're done Pooched. now. Yeah. What, watch what happens when this uh, when this one expires. Watch watch what comes out of the woodwork. Yeah, all kinds of crap. Yeah. Well, they're going to come out. I'm sure Rick Christman's going to come out with some sort of, you know, crisis ordinance where you have to uh, wear a mask and wash your feet, and uh, so you don't transfer the uh, red tide <laughs> from one side of uh, Pinellas County to the to other. To the intercoastal. Yeah, to the intercoastal, wow. or, or into a swimming pool, or uh, perhaps if you walked in flip flops, you may uh, traipse it around your local grocery store. You know, I mean, it, it could turn into a pandemic. I mean, Listen. it could be really ugly. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, can you imagine if you dude, went to... You're so not right this morning. Can you imagine if you went to the beach during, you know, uh, the extreme uh, high numbers of red no, tide and your flip-flops? He has a solution for it. And then you get on a plane. Oh, my God. And then God. you get on a plane and you, like, fly to Texas or Louisiana. And then you get off and you go step into the water in Galveston with the same flip-flops that you wore. Here. No. Oh, my gosh. No, he has a solution wow. for it. It's like Wuhan all over again. <laughs> oh, my God. He has a solution. Hoodoo. Christman. Oh, he what? Oh, he'll just dump a bunch of sewage out there and hope that it pushes <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah, that maybe, guy kills me. Maybe it'll eat itself to death. I don't. 
I he just, gorged. It gorged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many thousands of gallons of crap did he pump out there? And still does down into the aquifer. So anyway, uh, we're here broadcasting. If you'd like uh, to call in and comment, if you haven't seen Vince's post from what midnight last night. <laughs> Couldn't uh, sleep, man. You can call us at 888 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. 3.30 in the morning, I'm hearing screaming out in the back beyond the ditch, you know, in the neighborhood like the behind park? me. The, the neighborhood behind me, screaming out there. I mean, I you know, male voices, a female voice going, leave him alone, stop it, stop it. I mean, I'm, I don't know, a bunch of drunks out there fighting or something, and I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. Mike, should I go? No, you know what? No, you should just take the gun and went pow right up in the air. Shut no. your holes! <laughs> no, no, <laughs> into the ground. Whoa, 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 whoa. It comes down somewhere. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aim it over Tampa Bay or towards the West Coast, and hopefully make it to the Gulf. I That's have bad. been, I have been where a bullet came down one time at my wife's grandfather's place, went through the carport and hit the ground. And over in Bartow, threw a carport and hit the ground. That was one of my big concerns. I didn't. I don't watch the news anymore. I, I'm sorry. I just I don't watch I it anymore. It. So I don't know if there were any uh, uh, aerial drop bullet uh, fatalities around the country. I'm sure they would have been on the news if it had. But if you, I told you, man, last time I replaced my roof, that's the reason why we had a leak and I couldn't oh, figure wow. out what it was, and it was. Two forty-five rounds that came down through the roof. That's right. You did. I do remember you saying that. Yeah, a guy came out yeah. and goes, "Oh, you might want to climb up here and take a look at this, or you are to get on the roof." I was like, "Yeah, man." And he showed me, you know, these two holes, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And so, he's like, "Nope, but we see it out here sometimes." So, what? Never mind. <laughs> somebody I'll, over I'll there. Listen. Somebody well, yeah, over I got there. Somebody over there. Over there. Over there with Let's, boom, boom, fired off two forty-five rounds, and it, you know, went boink, boink you, into you my roof. You realize what the up. probability of that is? Two rounds up in the air from a long distance coming down in close proximity to each other. You know how accurate Not, that guy had to be? Nowhere clock. I mean, one was in <laughs> right. the middle of the roof. The other one was up near the ridge line. So that means the it's, other five went it's, into it's the back in yard. House. So note backyard. to self, you don't shoot it up in the air. You shoot it down to the ground. At about I know a that. mile of travel. You don't, you don't shoot it at all. That's pretty, well, pretty yeah. accurate. No, no. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a break, and uh, when I come back, hopefully my computer will be up and running. Bill George, fix it! We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. They are open today. Go on in and see them. Get your stuff. It's all there for you. And uh, go see them out at Brandon Ford. They got some good stuff out there, too. Trucks and cars and all kinds of goodies. See you. We'll be back. I said, back in time. CDB lost him this past week. Sad day, man. I, I was really upset when I saw that. I talked to, uh, oh, welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince, uh, Bill George in the studio today, along with Diego. Uh, our good buddy, Jonathan, Jonathan Swindle, still at home hanging out there, uh, getting stuff done around the house and whatever he can do. The doctors will let him do. He's out there getting healthy, and that's a good thing. But, uh, 
Yeah, CDB, man. Charlie Daniels is gone. And uh, it, and it, regardless of what you hear on the media and everything else like that, you got to remember, um, <clears throat> not that I'm bragging, but who I am. So I have a lot of insiders when it comes to uh, Nashville and other things like that. And a uh, good friend of Charlie's, I mean, an extremely good friend of Charlie's who's known him for well over 25, 30 years, even from the days of the old Angeles concerts that we used to do up there in Pasco. And, he still uh, does them over at the Hard Rock every well, Not anymore. Not this year, no. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I saw he came into G5 just before we were closing, and we talked, and he said, dude, I was t- I talked to Charlie on Saturday. I oh, wow. literally talked to him on Saturday, and he sounded great and was looking forward to uh, coming down here. He had uh, some concerts set up, and he was kind of bummed that there was, there was uh, I think he had two of them scheduled here in F- Florida that had been canceled because of the uh, C-19, so he was kind of bummed. He says, we're just kind of sitting around here, you know, piddling around the house, not doing too much, and then... Um, Regardless of what you heard passing away on Monday, he actually passed away on Sunday. And so um, it went really quick. And he was like, just, man, it's one of those things. You know, he, you know you're talking to a person and they sound great and happy and da da da. And then he got up in the next morning and apparently had some sort of infarction. And that was all she wrote. So sad day, man. He, country legend. Great guy, too. I mean, uh, as a personal person, guy. Uh, I. Uh, the gentleman and I, uh, we stayed at G5 a little past closing and reminisced about some of the old days of coming back from the Angelus concert. And <clears throat> one of the great stories about Charlie is we would stay at this hotel on US 19 that was not far away uh, from the Angelus where you had to go up and cut over on, what was it, 52, 54? I can't remember. One or the other. So, but all the artists that were there. This is what you know what artists do. All of a sudden, everybody ends up in somebody's room. <laughs> and they all bring their guitar. They're like, hey, man, where's your guitar? Why, go get your, you know, and next thing you know, you're sitting in a room. That's and everybody's there. jamming. And Vince Gill, Charlie Daniels, uh, Cash, uh, his brother, Tommy Cash, and all the And we had somebody there, too. So I think it was either Patty Loveless or somebody, one oh, of the wow. women, Allison Krauss or somebody. So you're sitting in this room, and they're all sitting around, and libations are flowing and uh you know and i mean when they would do songs it wouldn't just all be country they'd do anything from the beatles led zeppelin i mean uh, they would just jam all night till the sun i came could up. not imagine just sitting in that room i would have been in awe so charlie daniels was there and so i was there along with uh two other unnamed employees from the radio station and we weren't going anywhere it was at the end of the night kind of thing and so Let's just say we went kind of deep into the libation world. <laughs> and so we were sitting over there, and we're singing and jamming along and all that stuff. And then, like, in between songs, when people were ding, 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 changing and tuning and all that stuff, I remember Charlie Daniels looked over and he goes, you three boys ain't going nowhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, no, sir, Mr. Daniels, are standing right here. And he's like, uh-huh. Y'all not going. Y'all get their keys. I don't want these boys anywhere driving anywhere on this road. Y'all not going nowhere. <laughs> and we were like... No, we're staring, we're staring. We got a room right it's like three doors down. We're, we're all good. And he was like, That's right. hilarious. And then, of course, we literally stayed till we were sober. I mean, and all they did was play music. And that's all they want to do. They chit chat in between, you know, getting to get me a soda or something like that, and then just go right in. One of the greatest concerts I ever went through. That would but, be that would be really, really cool. But Charlie, I mean, I can't imagine the 
multi-millions and millions of dollars, billions close to, that he's raised for the Angelus and uh, Children's Home and for St. Jude's and so many other things, Wounded Warriors uh, and all that stuff. I mean, he gave his heart and soul out to it. He, he he's really one did. of those artists that wanted to give back all the time. Yeah. And, it was uh, more about them than it was him. It just sucks that the good ones have to go like that. But, you know, their legacy they leave behind hopefully will be a lot of memories for future generations. I, It's, it's amazing how many people... Uh, my kids included, you know, when they hear one of the old songs or something, they're like, dude, who is this? These guys are good, you know, or something. And you're like going, yeah, well, you know, back <laughs> in my day, they were like the number one. Nah, nah, nah. Unless it's some 70s pop music, then all of a sudden, no. Did but if it's the, rock, they'll they'll go for it. The Bellamy Brothers were just at the, the Dallas Bowl. Yeah, and they've been doing that a lot lately. They've been cause, smaller clubs. Well, they've been hitting the United States a lot because uh, Europe is kind of hard to get around these days with the old <coughs> going on. So, you know, it makes it a little difficult. <laughs> Speaking of difficult transition, have you, uh, I've seen a lot of complaining on social media, Bill George, that folks have not uh, gotten their gator tags yet. Is there some sort of hold up there, mister? I just talked to somebody at FWC two days ago, a day ago. And they said the last of the tags are finally out. What's the holdup? Well, that's a manual process that requires people to actually go in and process tags and physically do things. They got nothing else better to do right oh, now. No, no. But they completely shut down a lot of those offices. They shut down the, and sent everybody home. So there was nobody in offices. And that's work done a lot of times by interns and different things and i'm sure they shut the interns down uh during the covid though i don't i haven't been told that but that that makes sense i mean we couldn't even get a biologist out to do weighing fish at at a panfish tournament really but, yeah but but at the same time they're just they are being extremely protective i don't know if it's overprotective because uh of course, a lot of people like to look at the nefarious side of it, and I wouldn't say that that has anything to do with the alligator tags. They're probably just overwhelmed, underworked, you know, understaffed kind of thing. You know, uh, Mrs. Jenkins is 70 or 65. We don't want her in the office, you know, that kind of thing. But i tell you one that's got a lot of people mad is we literally sat down one day and at G5, and when we – Vince came in, buys a gun, you put his information in, da-da-da-da-da, and, and you see where they are in the queue, in their lineup. Yeah. And then by the next time Bill George walks in and he purchases a gun, we, we added up the numbers between, or subtracted the numbers between the time that we put Vince in and the time we put you in. And literally at that moment in time, uh, doing the math, there was an average of 1,000 guns an hour being sold in the state Holy of Florida. smokes. Or, or at least I should say backgrounds being done yeah. In the state of Florida. There could be more guns if somebody's there, buying multiple. Exactly. So there could be more firearms on, but literally it was 1,300 and something. So we averaged it and said, you know, sometimes it's more, it's around lunchtime, yeah. it could be less. So let's just say. That's crazy. A I was thousand hearing guns over a day for some people's background checks. Now, here's the thing that's making people mad. Which you okay. just Here's what you just <laughs> said. Vince comes in and he doesn't have a concealed weapons permit. Mm -hmm. I put his information in. Bing, it comes back. Really? I put yours in as a concealed weapons holder. Nothing. 24 hours. 
Why is that? So it's literally, it should say, wait period for concealed weapons holders is 24 hours. For those who don't have one, now we'll just go ahead and, you know, put you through. <laughs> and we figured, well, you know what? Robert, you know, when he was there, he, he figured it out. He said, you know why it is? Because they already know that Vince has to wait five days in Hillsborough County. Yes. They, you know, he has to wait five days. And um, so for you, you being, you're being pushed to the back of the line. Yeah. Because Vince, they already know five days, whatever. He's got to wait five days. Now, a lot of people are looking at it this way. Are they making Vince wait because of the five days they know he's got him covered? Or are they making you, Bill George, wait 24 hours because they just want to make you wait 24 hours? They just want to make you wait. Make you wait because, you know, we want to slow down the process a little bit because there's just too many guns going out the door. You know well, what I'm saying? You know why? Look, did you just hear the guy that shot two people? And on that note, we'll take a break and we'll get more of this deep, dark, secret story, which I have not seen because I have not been watching the news. When we come back from break, Bill George is going to sit us down and regale us. So get yourself a nice cup of coffee and pull up your comfy chair. It's going to be just like fireside chat when we come back. The Big Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right there. And he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. Then a band of demons joined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Wild Outdoors, Braden Vince and Bill George in the studio today, live and in person here <clears throat> under the overcast skies of the west coast of Florida. That's clearing yeah, up a little it's bit. It's starting to look pretty good, actually. <laughs> We're supposed to be going out and going doing a little shark fishing with the uh, extreme off the beach shark fishing crew. They got in uh, yesterday, I think. About and, one o'clock. And uh, so they've been out uh, doing touristy crud you know that we just we actually met for dinner anymore. that's what i'm saying and um <laughs> and so we're supposed to go out there later on this afternoon and then uh uh go out there and see what we can do it'll be fun now before the break bill george had some sort of story that he was just itching to tell us about about up, some individual who uh up, up did in, something bad up in pasco county pasco of course pasco no Three guys <laughs> tried breaking in a house. Oh, well, that's always a bad idea. And they, I guess they were coming through a window. Oh. And the homeowner got two of them. And the third one, I guess, did not get killed and ended up escaping. And now they're after him or got him for and have him on charges for the, you know, home invasion. Let me just say this. <laughs> but there it is, a homeowner. Who's trying to protect their house? You come in the house, boom. It's a bang bang situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, the castle doctrine, and I know that we've had a lot of million questions people asking about, and if they were in their automobiles, if uh, you know where does it, where does the line get drawn? And I always say you kind of have to think like Bill George. You have to kind of live in the gray area. <laughs> if they're beating the crap out of your car, there's really not much you can do. I mean, uh, a car is replaceable. You have insurance. It's all that stuff. They break a window. Okay, things are getting escalated. You might have some fear. You got small children in the car, whatever it may be. Your dog is freaking out or whatever it is. But until they actually get into your vehicle and actually break that plane and get into your personal 
space where you have a right to be, then you're protected by the castle. Doctor. Not getting into the car is that putting your arm in the window or actually getting into the car? What is what's that definition? Listen, it you, depends you on. You reach through my window. You're losing a hand. You're bro. in my space. <laughs> if you you got to look at it this way, if the hand is in the side of the vehicle, why is the hand inside the vehicle? That's what they're going to have to try to explain. Are they trying to grab your keys? Are they trying to turn the wheel? Have they just hit you in the jaw and then now going following through and trying to put it in neutral or park or whatever it is? All I know is is if the body enters into the car and uh, it is basically assaulting you in there, then you have to make your decision. Get into my car, bro. (laughs) You're losing a hand. But now, (laughs) for those who don't know, as in Bill George's little uh, tale of... uh, Three individuals who obviously don't pay attention to the news or pay attention to gun sales or anything like that. But for the month of uh, last month, let's just say that 3.5 million firearms have been added into the United States in one month. The previous month before that, well, they estimate that somewhere between, they don't know the numbers right off the bat or anything, but... They're estimating anywhere between three and a half to four and a half new, four and a half million new firearms owners in the United States. These are people who didn't buy before. These are new first-time purchasers. Well, you, you saw our, our boy Brooksy Hall there with his little new toys that he posted up yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, yo-yos and uh, sticks don't work <laughs> as much as they used to. I mean, maybe if you're Filipino, they can whoop your butt, use a yo-yo. But, uh, <laughs> little you know, tongs. Uh, that, but... Uh, so for you people who think that they didn't have a gun before, chances are they probably do now. That's That would be my warning to you. The house that you used to think that was, uh, you know, just a couple of piddly old guys or an old lady and some old dude. I mean, I had a, a lady who was uh, looking for a Glock 19 yesterday, and she's like, my husband's been wanting one for his birthday. We've been looking everywhere for one. Do you have one? And I was like, yeah, we got one. Does um does our friend still do his concealed classes? Uh, rarely. Jovan's doing them. Jovan McNeil's doing them. <laughs> that would be a fun Thanks. class to go to. Dude, he's doing really good Jovan's classes awesome. too, and he's very thorough in his classes, so he does them good. Well, one thing I found was interesting. You know, of course, everybody wants to know who it was that who who shot the people, and that person's name is actually protected by that Marcy's law that just recently. Uh, and it should it, be. It was it was put in a while back to to protect the victims, and and even though the person was the one who did the shooting, they were the victim of the crime. Yeah, but you know somebody somewhere out there wants to go and retaliate. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, uh, it makes no sense to me. You know, it, well, that's I've really had this, not your house. You're just in there for right now. I've had this conversation with my children. <laughs> that's I, their house. My father gave me the same conversation. He was like. Dude, if you're right and you get thrown in jail, if you're right and you're and you know you're out there for a fight or something, and you know you're right. I, I'm there with you. You get caught doing something stupid. You get caught DUI or with drugs or robbing somebody. Don't rot. don't call me. Don't call me. You know if you. I mean, we grew up with. I said, you know what? This is a generation that didn't grow up with Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That is true. That is so. Don't true. Don't do it. I mean, I mean seriously. If you're ready to do it, then, hey, sit and rot. Do what you got to do. And half of the time, you're more scared of your parents than you were the police. Oh, my dad would have killed me. Dude. <laughs> killed me. Hey, 
And those, and those Cajuns know how to get rid of a body, you, so I don't mess with that guy. You no know you, I knew I was in trouble when I came home and my mom sitting in a lawn chair in the driveway. Oh, that would not be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime they meet you at the front door for unknown reasons, it's not, not usually not, not, not the a front good door, day. In a lawn chair that's in like, the that's driveway. That's, that's walking death row. Can I get my last meal, please? <laughs> walking the gray mile <laughs> to the front door. Well, all I can do is give you fair warning. There are a lot more firearms out there, and there are a lot more people who are actually getting training. I mean, we get asked uh, at least uh, 10, 20 times a week, you know, do we offer firearms classes out there, concealed classes out there? Where can I go get them? And the bad part is, is people who you can renew your concealed weapons permit pretty much pretty easily. But for first timers, the agricultural, all those things are shut down. You can't go get them. You can't put your paperwork in. You can't do it. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a conspiracy with uh, what's-her-face, Nikki, who's uh, you know trying to keep gun sales down in the state of Florida so it doesn't look like uh, it's all that bad. You well, know what I mean? Well, I did I did have a co-worker who just recently picked up a gun and uh, was looking for some 9-millimeter defense rounds. Can't and, find them. And he, he can't find them. We had full metal jacket. We had 124 grain and 115 grain, but no defensive load stuff whatsoever. And guys are like, what am I supposed to do with full metal jackets? I go, do what the old guys used to do. Keep drill pulling. holes in them. <laughs> drill, drill holes in them. I mean, it's like, you know, get a drill. You know, do what you got to do, man. You know, it'll oh, work. Oh, you drill holes in the... Yeah, the, full metal jackets. Yeah. You know, drill a hole in them or put an X in them, you know, whatever. You know, they... What the old gangsters used to do. Making my own dum-dums. You know, that kind of thing. All right. Do you not know how they do it? Are you really in? recommending somebody go no. and drill holes? No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I want to know not, if that's a good I was, idea. I was being snarky to most of them. I'd be like, dude, you can always drill a hole in it. And they just kind of look at me like, you know I'm But you kidding. know I have. Dude, I used to know people that used to take um, full metal jackets and instead of drilling a hole in them, which is not easy to do, they would take them and put them on a grinder and grind them down to a flat point. Ooh, ouch. And I was like, dude, you know, there's gunpowder in that thing. <laughs> you heat them up to a certain point and, you know, there's a primer that's going to go off and it's not a very good thing. No, you know, you dip them in, you wet them. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And good luck with that. Grind them down <laughs> till you hit the core. I mean, that's literally they would dry, you know, grind them down flat point, but you know, a little bit to where you hit the core, and then you're done. E even that's crazy. Even back in the day, my pellet gun, I would turn around and take a little drill bit and put a little little hole in the front of a pellet. Dude, no wonder why your mom would sit in the dang driveway waiting for you. Yeah. You never sat in the woods while you were squirrel hunting with twenty twos, and you had soft lead bullets. You take your pocket knife out and you just sit there and whittle it down to a sharp point. Just say, I'm going to use this one on the next one and see what it does. <laughs> you never did that? No. Come on, man. Come on, man. You no. never sat there underneath the tree and you took your uh, your yellow jackets, you know, I somewhere whittled around. some wood, but not no bullets. You take your <laughs> yellow jackets that were around 16, 1,800 feet per second no. and uh, make a little cross in the in the... In the uh, end of it, because it was a truncated bullet, and so when it hit that squirrel, it would literally, you could actually hear it go, pop! I mean, it would open up immediately. <laughs> you ain't <laughs> right, man. <laughs> hey, you're trying to find a better bullet, okay? That's all you're trying to do. Uh, all right. no. It's better, than, it's better than just sitting there farting on yourself Psycho. eating peanuts. Just waiting for the squirrel to exactly. come. You've got to do something. <laughs> well, uh, I know we got Smokey on the phone right now, but looking at Diego, I don't think we have enough time to, to go to Smokey, do we? No, 
Do we? Huh? What? What? There's a microphone in the room. Wait. Yeah, okay. Ready and action. You can take them if you want. I mean, yeah, but how much time do we have before? We, I don't want. I, I told you four minutes, like five minutes ago, oh, and then <laughs> really, you told me four minutes. You know, like Diego's not awake yet this morning, right? <laughs> What's the time on those sausage? Tur- two minutes, Turkish. Uh, we got one minute. Smokey, okay, hang can on. Can them? you hang on for us? I mean, I don't want to put you on there. I mean, can you even hear us on hold anymore? I mean, are they still? I don't know. I don't even. Hang on. Watch this. Right? He's he's with the bandit. Smokey, are you there? Yes, sir. Did you hear us talking about you? Yeah. Okay, can you hang on? Yeah, I just got a quick comment on that uh, gun story. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, we want to hear the comment. So, do you want you want to hang on through the break? It's like 15 and a half minutes long. <laughs> just a break. Is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just hang on. It's not really that. All right, I'll hang on. Man. All right, it's not that long. Hang on, Smokey. We'll get to Smokey when we come back from break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. I don't know how much 9mm they got left out of G5. I think it was like maybe six or seven boxes left when I left last night. So if you need them, you better go get them. And it is Foam Metal Jacket. I think they do have some defensive load 380, which is really hard to find. And some 5.56 and 223. No 12 gauge. And uh, I don't know. I'll try to remember everything that was there. All right, we're going to take a break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll get to you in a minute, Smokey. Taking a trip out Woo! to L.A. Tooling along in my Chevrolet, talking on number and digging on the radio. God, when I was a kid, if you didn't know this song, Just you weren't cool. Mississippi line, I heard, heard that, that highway starting to whine, and I knew that left rear tire was about to go. <laughs> you never heard this song on Easy yeah. Rider? I have, not back when I was a kid. This was in Charlie's Wilder, Wilder days no. back in there. In this version, too? This is version two. What do you mean? Redneck looking joint called the Dewdrop Inn. This is version two. Why? What's the difference between version one and version two? The first one was just a long-haired hippie dude. Don't don't make me be country music expert, Mr. CMA. Long-haired hippie. What do you mean, long-haired hippie dude? What do you mean? Instead of the redneck dude? Yes. Um. Yeah. See, I knew that. Yeah, because, well, he had a couple of versions. I mean, Devil Went Down to Georgia when it first no, no, hit no. the radio. I'm it was, easy. I'm almost done. When it first hit the radio, <laughs> it was SOB, and then he changed it to, uh, I don't son of a gun. So, anyway, he he changed the B word to gun, so it was all good. Smokey, you still there? Yeah, but now he's got to change it back because gun is offensive. No. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that could be, Beautiful. I guess, you son of a gun. <laughs> Son of a dog. Uh, son of a dog, I guess, is basically the same thing. Would be pretty good. Well, what was your uh, what was your gun? I comment? just want to say on that story you were sharing, the sweet justice of it is that third guy they got, and uh, he is going to be tried for the murder of his buddies. So he'll sit in jail for the rest of his life because somebody killed his buddies while they meant to do him harm. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. You got to love that law. And the other thing was. For all the guys who brag about the Glock being the best gun on the planet, and a, a G19 probably is one of the biggest carried guns there is, 
the gentleman was using a G19, and after he shot two of them, it jammed, which is unheard of because the Glock, I tell you, that never happens. Well, that I read is... the story. I thought he had a, a 1911. I don't know. That's uh, usually, uh, I must have been a, I don't know if there was a struggle or maybe he got caught in something. That's that's yeah, a rare. That's a rarity. Maybe, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm, he limp wristed it, or uh, maybe the yeah, you know, the slide hit something. That, that is true, but uh, that's that's almost unheard of when it comes to a Glock. Right. That, I mean, it's and uh, I know a lot of people that when they come in and they go to purchase a gun, they say, "Well, what's the difference between if I like if I buy this Glock or I buy this, uh, let's say Hellcat?" Okay, and I say, "Well." Hellcat's still pretty new. It's a great gun. It's a striker fire gun, just like a Glock. But the difference is, is uh, you're asking yourself the difference between a Glock is like a Harley Davidson, and the uh, the Hellcat is more like a um, a Vincent, like a Vincent Black Shadow. It's an extremely good gun. It's well made. It's all that stuff. But you probably don't want to change it. Whereas a Glock. There's literally a multitude of things you can probably do to that firearm. It's, it's like a, a Harley. Is no it one like buys the a Harley. Jeep, right. Is it like the Jeep of the car Basically, world? yeah. You but can it, go buy all kinds of Exactly. I mean, you could keep it stock if you really, really wanted to, and it would be okay and reliable. But, I mean, dude, you can change trigger sights. I mean, you could literally make a Glock where it's not even there's not even a Glock part on it anymore. Yeah. So what's the point? So, yeah, that's true. I mean, you can change but, everything. You can change the they, trigger pull, the, the the barrel, the slide. I mean, whatever. They need to change the ergonomics because the grip on them is just a no doer for me, man. I I can't. I call them a block because it feels like you're holding a two by four. Well, now which <laughs> which one are you talking about? I mean, because some people like like the finger grooves of like the Gen threes and all that stuff, and then some people like the Gen five, which is square. I kind of like the Walters PPQ, a little more a little more shape to it, like a woman. Uh, it, it does have the little swell in the back and a little booty in the back kind of deal. I understand what he's talking about. I could see that. <laughs> a little more comfortable than a hand. Yeah, but you Still know, those, reliable. those European or those Europeans are a little more artsy fartsy, I guess, you know, than, than, the, than the Austrians. You know, the Austrians are a little more, it's got to be this way and keep it straight and perfect and leave it like that in the book. It'll be fine. Yeah, we know the Austrian it'll be shoot a million times. Never have to jam. It'll be fine. Yeah, well, it'll be good. I also heard that they had uh, rather lengthy rap sheets to begin with. That's usually what goes hand in hand with that. It's kind of like when somebody gets busted when they're deer and they're out there poaching. Smokey, correct me if I'm wrong, but it always seems like after they get caught poaching, it's also. Well, they were also found, uh, you know, a half a gram of marijuana and some methamphetamines and some other stuff in there. And, you know, oh, yeah. They, they're <laughs> driving on no license. a list that goes with a poacher. Yeah. It never seems like the sober. You know, he was completely sober and he was a pastor. He was out poaching deer. Yeah, huh? And these knuckleheads were out in Pasco County. Don't they know who Grady Judd is? He's like, if that, you break into the house, Polk shoot him. That's Polk County. Oh, yeah. That's Polk. Polk, Polk County. <laughs> they, yeah. they both start with P's. Well, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're both holding the walls anyway, so it don't matter. Get your sheriff's right. Look hey, at it this way. I, I still he should be president. Hey. Look at it this way. Pasco's got one extra letter. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. You got we, poke, we, we'd, be, we'd be rich. We got an extra letter. Yeah. But Grady did just get uh nobody uh qualified to run against him that wanted to run and so he's got another four years. No duh. Him. No so, duh. That's a good thing. It, in this day of let's defund please, not happy with this and that, Polk County. There's no problem with what's going on there. We're getting armored vehicles. 
<laughs> he's he's probably calling up all those guys that aren't backed by their upper management and saying, "Hey, I got a job for you down here. Come down here. I'll back you up." Yeah, I, I don't know. I you know, getting off on a tangent on that one. I know that Rick Kreisman in St. Petersburg announced that he was not hiring twenty five new police officers and that they were going to go with uh, uh, intermediary uh, talkers, whatever they call them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, psychologists. How long somewhere. before one of them gets killed? Well, and that was the thing. And when you look and they're at they're not the, going to be armed. You look at the list of whatever they're going to be handling, and some of those are like suicide and things like that. And, no, you I'm, know, I mean, not in this day of suicide by cop and all that other stuff, I mean, dude, well, you know, the police won't be that far away. And I'm like, well, really? I mean, that just, it just no, I'm, doesn't make any sense. But anyway. I'm not opposed to All having right, some of those other things. You have a good things. show, man. Thank you, Smokey. Go out there. Be safe. Have fun. Have, have a good day. All right. If you're not doing anything later, swing by Dunedin Causeway. We'll be out there peeing in the water. <laughs> we'll do. What? It's going to be fun. I'm telling you. What, well, peeing like, in the water? Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, we, don't, right. we don't have those Amazonian swim up to urethra, lock into your thing here. We're good. Little flesh eating bacteria kills it. You're just not right this morning. Did you bump your head when you were watching the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> Bill George, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you for 36 times? Go ahead. Well, I just, you know, <laughs> I just want to say I do think we do need some more people that go out there and take care of some some issues that aren't necessarily police. I'm not saying that I'm not supporting the police, but I think we do need some other people out there to. I'm flat there. out saying I'm supporting the police. You know, I uh, know I'm. I am supporting, oh, okay, but I'm right. just. I'm just saying. Ooh, I, I'm about I, to get I, hot there. No, 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 no. I'm a, a brother who's a police officer. I know plenty of police officers, but we're asking them to do everything from traffic control to to saving cats out of trees. Okay, and we can turn around and maybe some of these things do require somebody with some psychological training in in different things. And I'm not saying that they go in there alone, but maybe we do need somebody out there who specialized in certain things to deal with those alongside of our officers. Yeah, and then hopefully the FWC will look at that prime example and go, you know, we should have some auxiliary officers out there who can wander around places like Fort DeSoto. They, and, they do have you know, all that where they can write tickets, but not arrest anybody, but, you know, go out and give citations. Yeah, kind of like a, nice. you, you could be the meter maid of, of the, the uh, pier. I would love to do that job. That'd be a fun job to do. I think we talked about that the last time you brought this. Dude, if I if I all I had to do all the time was drive around and check people's licenses and open up their coolers and all that stuff throughout Pinellas County on a regular basis uh, and get a reputation like Greg Patterson used to have when he was alive, I would be more than happy to take that job. You saw Greg and you're like, ooh, I better make sure I got everything right. He was one of the few FWC officers that actually had a nickname that everybody knew. What was that? Vader. Vader? Yeah, because he had a black-ribbed boat. So oh. anybody out there fishing would be like, oh, damn, here comes Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> he was fair. He was fair, but he was also very stern because he was a fisherman, grew up here, and did not like to see people doing what they were not supposed to be doing. Well, Especially when it came to fishing. I wish I wish he was here right now for me to so ask because I. I have a question. And I'll after... When we get in the 8 o'clock hour, I'm going to ask you what you think about this new flounder rule. Because I actually read the rule. Oh, so wait, you're going to deputize, somebody deputize me during the break so I can make some changes to the rule with the Bill George is not happy. 
That's, no, I didn't that's say being I'm blessed. That's I'm, not being. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm just confused. I'm sorry. Is the language in a different language? Maybe I can yes, clarify it, it for is you. in a different language. Got, when we come back from, because <laughs> it's going to take more than a minute. Well, this two. is going to. This has really got me intrigued because usually Bill George is the guy that actually can read the things between the things and the things and the thing in the gray and the area where it's in between the things. They have an anti-Bill George person on staff. <laughs> I'm telling you, but. I was, it's like, uh, you know, I was telling people all the time, I said, dude, I, I, you don't know how many times a week I use you as an example. <laughs> Where I go, you got to think like Bill George. You have to live in the gray. Hey, we talked about that last night at dinner. Gray. I, I, I turned around. I was proud of your protesters over here in Pinellas County. Which, oh, when they were using the crosswalks? Yes. See? See, they were blocking the road, so they turn around and they got to start writing tickets and they got all right. up and up. So what did they do? Live in the gray. They No. Push the button, walk across <laughs> walk the street. Walk across the road. Push the button, walk across the street. Push the button, walk across the street. It's perfectly legal. <laughs> and the only thing that I was not pleased with them in the whole deal is, I guess an ambulance came to go through the intersection. But it didn't have its sirens and lights it, on. It doesn't matter. I understand. It but doesn't matter because there's times in which they actually have people on board that they're not got lights and sirens. Okay? It did make and a that turn. And just, that's just like anything else where you take your point that may be a good point and you just go just a little bit too far to the point where people will say, now I don't, I don't put as much weight in what you're trying to do because... You're just being dumb. Yeah. Being if you really care about lives and you just ended one, some guy who's trying to yeah. get to a, a, a hospice or whatever, from a hospice or whatever it is. These are the people who are going to come to you, even if they were just trying to go on to dinner break or lunch break or whatever time it was. That was just discourteous. I always like the guys in the ambulances, man, because one day they may be pulling my, and they have. I mean, they've picked me up off of Fourth Street many times off uh, motorcycle wrecks, so. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm all for paramedics all day. <laughs> I get out of their way. I get out of the way because I know I've been that guy in the back. <laughs> all I can picture is them coming up and say, "Oh, Braden Gun. Hey, Braden, what's do, up? Do you, do you have your card? Let me punch your card." <laughs> 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 after, after, One more time, and you get some free bandages. <laughs> you get a free ride. And maybe some ice cream. It'll be all good. We'll we'll stop at the uh, Laughing Cow on the way down to uh, St. Anthony's and get you an ice cream. Yeah. No, younger days, bad drivers. Those are the days you're doing 100 miles an hour. I was not. I was going. I hit the last one. I think I was only going. Well, when I hit the back brake, I was probably down to about 45 when I. From 50 or so. (laughs) (laughs) Over. (laughs) 50 or so. But she still made an illegal left-hand turn in front of me, man. Come on. I mean, what can I do? So, anyway. We're going to take a quack one, quack one for the top of the hour. It is uh, the big and wild. Why are you shaking your head in there? Diego's half punch drunk, man. He's been up for three days. He's over there like a zombie. All right, fine. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. and Brandon Ford. I got to hurry because Bill George said so. Be right back. Hour two. Don't give your heart to rambling man. You'd better 